Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Patrick Healy. Patrick, are you ready to do this? I am ready, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Patrick is an MBA, a CFP. He is the founder and president of Caliber Financial Partners. He's also a contributor to Investopedia and Kiplingers. I'm excited to have you on. Patrick, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, George. So uh, I spent the first half for the Wall Street firms uh, in structured finance and some investment banking roles. And I've had an advisory practice now for going on 11 years and have been the uh, uh, the owner and uh, president of uh, Caliber Financial for almost six years now. Um, I live in northern New Jersey. I grew up here uh, in the New York City metro area, um, Hoboken, New Jersey, to be specific. Um, and uh, from a personal standpoint, I am a avid endurance athlete. I've run 12 marathons and in fact, uh, ran a half marathon PR uh, yesterday here in New Jersey, so legs are a little bit sore, but uh, certainly gratifying. Um, big traveler, uh, love wine, um, very family-oriented, and um, um, th- those are some of my passions. Well, that's excellent, and congratulations on the, uh, on, on the personal best. Thank you. Excellent. All right, so 12 marathons, and you're getting faster. I love it. What do you attribute that to? It's unusual as you get older to get uh, faster, but I got a little little bit of a late start to uh, to my marathon career, so my uh, my legs are holding up and hopefully uh, improving. I spend a lot of time uh, training, so excellent. Okay, well, yeah. perfect. Well, I love it. So, so tell us about tell us about your business. I saw that on your website you talk about giving people peace of mind, and that's something that that I like to talk a lot about as well. But to tell us about tell us about what you're doing at Caliber. Sure, sure. So I, I started the firm back in 2013, um, and I brought along uh, quite a number of my clients from my, my prior firm. Um, it's a boutique firm. Uh, we're small. Um, I am uh, uh, at times looking to uh, to recruit uh, other advisors in with, uh, within my practice and maybe mentor them. I think it's a, a terrific uh, business, and there's a high demand for it. Um, but, um, I do, uh, I run the gamut of all financial planning disciplines, um, predominantly in investment management, retirement planning, um, uh, providing advice on planning for college and estate planning. Uh, so really all of the disciplines within financial planning. Um, I have, uh, approximately 175 to 200 clients, um, just over 80 million in assets under management. Um, and I'm very selective at this stage of my practice in terms of who I choose to work with. Got it. I appreciate that. So I don't know that there's ever really any through lines necessarily, but when, when you look at, um, look out at the, the landscape of personal finance in, in the country and, and perhaps it's the same in, in, in your area, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges that people are facing? Yeah, I think if you look at most people, I think most people are drastically underprepared for most of the uh, important financial goals in life, whether it's, again, uh, planning for child's college or retirement planning. I think people oftentimes uh, underappreciate how important it is to be proactive with that planning, and they get to a decision point or a point in their life where 
um, they may be uh, looking to retire or their 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 children are approaching college and all of a sudden you look and, and, and they haven't done anywhere near the amount of planning or preparation that they should have. And now they're being forced to react to a difficult uh, situation. I think that's something that uh, perhaps we could talk about a little bit later on in the, in the broadcast. But um, I think that's one of the challenges. I think uh, one of the other big challenges is, um, you know, it's an intimidating subject for a lot of people. If you're not financially savvy, uh, you know, it can feel very overwhelming to try and make an, uh, investment decisions or um, even basic financial planning decisions. And so, you know, really identify you can put your, your trust in, um, I think, uh, is important, but it's also something that people are um, a lot of times reluctant to do. Got it. Yeah, I think that that's, I think that perhaps the 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 second leads to the first it's it's this massive amount of complexity it's intimidating you know so do you think it's a matter that that then leads to procrastination and it's just it's just kind of avoidance behavior without a doubt i i think uh a lot of times people think that if they don't make a decision they can't make the wrong decision okay. but what they fail to realize is by doing nothing they're making the decision not to do anything and so um you know they again i think people don't want to have egg on their face and 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 perhaps make a decision that ends up backfiring on them but um um, and, and so what it leads to is procrastination a lot of times. They'll just sit back and push it back into the future, um, and before you know it, they, they, they haven't prepared for uh, pending events in their lives, and, and, and it gets much more challenging to do that when it's staring you in the face. Yeah, no decision. People, to your point, they think, well, okay, if I just don't make a decision, I, I won't make a bad one, but not making a decision is definitely making a decision, and procrastination will put you behind the eight ball and you won't be able to make up for lost time. And, and then it probably also makes you susceptible to, to bad decision-making. If, if, if you haven't planned, if you're not prepared, if you're not educated, then you're probably at risk of different, maybe market conditions changing. I may be reading too far into that, but no, no, I think that's a fair point. I think a lot of times if you're underprepared in terms of for example, accumulating assets in preparation for retirement, then you kind of have to make up uh, that difference in a more accelerated time period. And, and all that means uh, sacrificing other aspects of your life or taking on more risk than you probably should as you're uh, approaching retirement. And uh, that's not something that I would advocate. No, no, certainly not. Certainly not trying to hit home runs at the end, right? Right. Okay, so... Do you find that there are certain certain reasons why people finally do engage? Is it that you know what uh, my uh, I've been meaning to plan for college. My kid's seventeen, so I need to get something going. Or now it's actually time to retire. Or 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 is it maybe a life event like like we had a baby or we got married? What is it that sort of triggers? Yeah, no, it, it it's it runs the gamut really, but there are certain inflection points in people's lives, and at some point you have no choice but to make a decision, uh, and some of that is based off of the age of your children and whether they're approaching college or they're in high school, um, or if you're getting older and. Uh, uh-huh. 
you know, perhaps you're in your 60s or even uh, early 70s and you can't work forever. And so uh, at some point you're going to be forced to make a decision. Um, I, I always believe that it's better to be much more proactive about that and plan for it leading into that decision as opposed to trying to react to it um, because of some artificial uh, time constraint that's forced on you. Got it. So some of the biggest challenges that we're facing is just a matter of being underprepared. It's it's dragging our feet for probably a million different reasons. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest opportunities that, that people should be taking advantage of? It's a big question, but... Yeah, so, you know, the, the, in, at least in the United States, the economy is doing very well. The, the stock market has performed very well. Again, it, it's, it's something that I think uh, gives people... Uh, an intimidating feeling, especially coming off of the financial crisis of 2008, that's still fresh. They saw uh, assets kind of deteriorate in what felt like a blink of an eye. But if you had stuck in for the long uh, term, uh, the market has really tripled off of those lows. And so if you uh, exercise some patience, um, you continue to accumulate assets and not um, act out of fear, um, then, um, you know, I think you were, were certainly rewarded. Going forward, um, you know, we're, we're certainly sort of late in the market cycle, so you do need to be somewhat cautious. But if you're planning for a long-term event, um, perhaps your retirement is 20 years from now or your, your children are young and you have 15 years before they're going to approach college, um, you, you do need to take on a little bit of risk because just simply burying your money under the mattress or letting it accumulate in uh, bank accounts uh, at a very low interest rate, it's probably not going to get you to the market. You need to be well diversified. And if you're um, struggling to understand some of the different investments um, and planning tools, then work with somebody that's reputable, that's ethical, that can really help navigate through some of those challenges and project confidence on you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that very much. And certainly time and being able to take advantage of that, as the saying goes, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the next best time is today. So <laughs> um, in terms of, of, of folks that, that, that are engaged in wanting to be successful, so they're, 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 it's, it's maybe not top of mind, maybe it's middle of mind kind of a thing, um, how important it is 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 goal setting and how, how challenging is it for people? Well, you know, I'm a very goal oriented person personally anyway. Um, but certainly with respect to financial planning, uh, you do need to establish goals and you need to monitor your progression towards those goals as, uh, you advance through, uh, the years and, and get closer to, for example, the end date. Um, so being proactive and I preach this all day long and we, we spoke about this a little bit earlier, setting goals that are realistic and uh, establishing um, uh, measurement um, for reaching those goals over time um, will will put you in a position of control as opposed to feeling helpless, which I think is the thing that uh, causes people to procrastinate so much. They, they don't feel like they have control of the situation. And I think when you establish goals and you uh, monitor the progress towards those goals, uh, it, it, it builds confidence with people and uh, it allows you to feel like you're, you're really uh, approaching and, and, and making progress on something. Whereas if you don't do that, you're going to be left with uh, a chaotic decision uh, down the road. 
Yeah, it's so important avoiding that feeling of helplessness, avoiding feeling like you're out of control, which I think you certainly are if you are not being proactive, if you're not being intentional about these things. So so important to be able to do that. And in terms of um, something that I thought was pretty cool that I saw on, on your website, talking about people who maybe have done a good job of planning and saving, and there's a section that talked about a new way to look at your bucket list. I would love to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, so uh, look, I, one of the things that, uh, you know, as I work with clients and, and uh, they, they approach different um, uh, I guess facets of their lives. I never want to be the one that has to tell them, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, yet you you haven't prepared well. Um, and as I work with clients, it's what I do is very much relationship uh, oriented, and um, I want to um, help clients achieve their goals so that they can live comfortably in retirement, that they could um, pay for their their children to go to college if they choose to do so. Um, and they can help them avoid having being saddled with a massive amount of student debt, which is a big epidemic in our country. Um, you want to be um, uh, acting out of a position of strength and and being able to pick and choose what you want to do later in life or as you as you go along, um, and not feel like you're constrained because you were underprepared or you made some bad decisions. So I am very much a, a lifestyle person in terms of, um, again, enjoying travel and, and uh, you know, endurance sports and different aspects of life. I want people, and, and particularly my clients, to be able to feel like they can do the same without having to worry that they're going to run out of money later in life. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. That's a recipe for, for not getting the most out of life is being constantly worried about your financial stuff. That's something I like to talk about. Yeah, it's like, and- go ahead. One other thing, George, you know, people work most of their lives, right? You, you, you work for, let's call it 40 years, maybe, maybe even longer than that. And if you're, um, if you're doing the right thing, you're accumulating your assets and you're preparing for retirement, you want to be able to enjoy yourself when you, when you do uh, pull the trigger and retire. You don't want to feel like you have to cut back massively because you just waited too long to start preparing. So I never the bearer of bad news with clients. So um, if you're going to work your whole life, you should enjoy your retirement. And um, I want to help clients be able to be in a position to do just that. I think that is well said right there. Well, Patrick, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, George, it's it's, it's kind of a, a common theme here, but just you, you need to be proactive. You cannot wait till the last minute to start planning for some of these big life events like college or retirement. Um, I, I think one of the other really, really important things is do your homework before you work with a financial professional. Um, there are a lot of them out there, and a lot of them are kind of lumped into the same category of quote-unquote financial advisor. Um, but I am a CFP, and there is a certain uh, level of ethics uh, involved with achieving that designation. Um, I'm a fiduciary, and I think that's an important distinction um, and so people really should do their, their homework before they choose to work with a financial professional. Make sure you're picking someone that has the highest degree of ethics, that they put you before themselves in terms of priority, that they have the experience and background for, um, for what you're looking for, and to be able to 
uh, help you plan for these big life events. So be proactive, do your homework, uh, ask around, and, and, and work with a financial professional that is going to help guide you through some overwhelming life decisions. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. And Patrick, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? So uh, anyone that's interested can certainly check out our website at www.caliberfinancialpartners.com uh, or they can look up my name under LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and, uh, and, and Twitter as well. Um, and um, I'm happy to have conversation with anyone that might be interested in learning more. Um, and I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to join you today, George. Yeah. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Patrick your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to CaliberFinancialPartners.com. Find him on LinkedIn, Facebook, as well as Twitter, and I will list all of those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Patrick. Thank you, George. You have a great day. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!